So as we wrap up this series, we're going to talk about the voice that you must hear above every other voice. And of course, it's the voice of God. The problem is when it comes to communicating, when it comes to hearing God's voice or really communicating in any area of life, we can have a difficulty in, in that endeavor. I don't care who you are. I don't care what your degree is in. I don't care how gifted of a communicator you are. There is always a difficulty in communicating between people, men to women, wives to husbands, parents to children, uh, teachers to students, coaches to uh, athletes. It can be extremely difficult. And the reason communication is often so difficult is if you're the speaker, what you're saying is very clear to you. You know exactly what you're saying. What you say, you know. What they hear is not what you say. And therein lies the breakdown in communication. So let me give you an example. A wife is asking her husband for some help. And, uh, and he says, what can I help you with? And this is what she says. You could go to the store, grab some ice cream. When you get back, if you would lay down the mulch and mow the rest of the lawn before my parents come for the night. Pretty straightforward, pretty clear. She knows exactly what she's saying. Go to the store, grab some ice cream. When you get back, lay down the rest of the mulch, mow the lawn before my parents come for the night. That's what she says. Everybody, right? That's not what he hears. This is what he hears. You could go grab some ice cream, lay down, and rest for the night. <laughs> and she says, why are you sitting there eating ice cream? That's what you asked. No, that, that's what happens. And it happens with our communication with God more than anything. Sometimes we get it. And sometimes we struggle with understanding what it is that God is asking us. And so we need to learn if God wants to, and he does want to communicate with us, then we need to hear his voice because you will never level up if you don't hear God's voice, if it's not crystal clear, if you can't understand what he's asking you. See, there's a lot of voices in our lives, parents, friends, neighbors, uh, teachers, influence, social media influencers, people on YouTube and, and on and on. There's a lot of voices, but the voice we have to hear above every other voice is the voice of God. And as we talked about in this series, God speaks through his word, absolutely. God speaks through others, definitely. But all of that has to resonate with his voice, his spirit speaking to you. God wants to speak directly to you. This is what it says in Romans. The spirit himself testifies with our spirits. God's spirit wants to speak to your spirit, spirit to spirit, as it says in the Psalms, deep to deep. God wants to communicate with you personally. Yes, there's general revelation through the word. Praise God for that. That is our anchor. But God says, over and above that, I want to speak right to your heart, to your spirit. It's why he brings our spirits alive when we give our lives to Christ. When we're born again, our spirits come alive so God can speak to us. So here's what we're going to learn this morning. If you want to level up, you must listen up. You must listen up. You must listen up. And the voice you must listen up to is the voice of God. And hearing God was the make or break point for most of the Old Testament kings. 
And when I say hearing God, what we're going to learn is it's not just hearing God, but hearing and responding to God. Some Old Testament kings heard God and leveled up. Some Old Testament kings refused to hear God and they fell. Some heard God and they refused to respond and their life and their legacy and their kingdom was left in ruins. So this is played out for us through what at the, in the Old Testament prophets were different than New Testament prophets, but Old Testament prophets were the voice of God uh, primarily in that time. God spoke in other ways, but he primarily spoke through the prophets. Now, prophets were men and women. There were many female prophets, so don't let anyone say God can't speak through women. If you don't believe that, just go back and watch last week's sermon. Um, but God, God used uh, men and women, and he would give them an anointing, a mantle, it represented power. It represented authority. It represented uh, a, a divine mandate. And these men and women would hear from God. And then God would send them to speak his message. They would hear from God. And then they would speak for God to the people, to the kings, to the, to the rulers, his message. The problem was there were two types of prophets that arose. There were true prophets. True prophets were honest. Men and women of integrity People who would hear what God said and only speak what God said, but speak all of what God said. And they didn't care what the people wanted to hear, what the king wanted to hear. They didn't care what the consequences were. They were faithful to speak what God spoke. But people didn't always want to hear what God had to say. People didn't always like what God had to say. And so the kings and the people surrounded themselves over time with false prophets. False prophets were people who at some point or another stopped fully communicating what God spoke. They would speak none of it, parts of it. They would speak the parts that they felt the people wanted to hear. They would speak the, the words that they felt would um, enrich themselves, protect themselves. They could, they could make a little coin on the side. It was, it was a horrible thing. And so we see this played out in the book of 1 Kings chapter 22. So let me give you a little background here. Uh, if you've been with us, you know at this point in history, Israel, the people of Israel have been divided. There's been a civil war. There's a kingdom of Israel to the north and the kingdom of Judah to the south. At this point in history, the kingdom of Israel is being led by a king by the name of Ahab. Now, Ahab is upset. He wants to go to war against the Armenians because the Armenians had come in and they had taken part of his territory, uh, an area called uh, Remoth Gilead. And he came in and, and they took that, the king of the Armenians took that land and he wanted it back. But he knew he didn't have the military power to get that piece of land back. So he forges an alliance with the king of Judah to the south, a king by the name of Jehoshaphat. He says, I know what I can do. If, if, if I can forge this alliance, then together we can reclaim that territory. So this is what it says in 1 Kings 22. He, being Ahab, asked Jehoshaphat, will you go with me to fight? Jehoshaphat replied to the king of Israel, I am as you are, my people as your people, my horses as your horses. But Jehoshaphat also said to the king of Israel, first seek the counsel of of the Lord. Everyone say first. first. First, before you do anything else, before we march out, isn't it important that we hear what God has to say? See, so far, so good. This is great. Jehoshaphat says, listen, I understand we have a shared ancestry. 
And I'll honor that. But before, even more than that, I'll honor our ancestry. I will fight with you if God says to fight. I want to know what God has to say above every other voice. That's a great place to start. So the king of Israel says, um, I think that's, that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, let's, let's ask the prophets. He doesn't say, let's ask God. He says, let's ask the prophets. And this is what it says. The king of Israel brought together the prophets, about 400, and asked them, shall we go to war or shall I refrain? Go, they answered, all 400 at once, go. Listen, when everyone says the same thing, hold your wallet. It's normally, you know, dangerous. They all answered, go, for the Lord will give it into the king's hand. But Jehoshaphat asked, is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here? whom we can inquire of. So what's happening is that Ahab says, I want to go to war. And I want to hear the word of the Lord go to war. So I don't want to really hear what God has to say. I've already decided what God has to say. God wants me to go to war. So he doesn't inquire of the Lord. He inquires of the people who will tell him what he wants to hear. In other words, he is um, positioning himself to do what he wants to do, and he's simply cloaking the voice of God uh, under the guise of spirituality. But Jehoshaphat says there's, there's something that's not right here. There's something that doesn't pass the sniff test. There's something that stinks. All 400 of them, all they say is go, the Lord will give it into your hands. They don't give any strategy. They don't give any warning. They don't give any advice. They don't give any insight. They don't give anything except go, you'll win. And very rarely is God that straightforward. God normally will, will give some detail. He'll give some caution. He'll give some advice. He'll give some warning. There's none of that. So Jehoshaphat says, I don't want to ask the prophets. I want to ask God. Let's ask God. Isn't there someone who will hear from God? So this is what Ahab says. There is still one prophet through whom we can acquire of the Lord, but I hate him. Sounds like a child. I hate him. Why? Because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. His name is Micaiah, the son of Imlah. So in other words, now this is where it gets dangerous. Ahab, the king of Israel, knew that there was a true prophet, but he didn't want to hear from him. He didn't want to hear from him because he didn't like, or didn't often like, didn't usually like, pretty much never liked what Micaiah had to say. But if he didn't like what Micaiah had to say, it's because he didn't really like what God had to say. In other words, I don't want to hear from God, so I'm just not going to listen to him. I will listen to the voices that will tell me what I want to do. It's easy to allow the voice of God in your life to simply become your voice. So here's the first warning. Do not, do not, do not turn God's voice into nothing more than your own voice. Do not turn God's voice in your life into nothing more than your own voice. And that's what, what Ahab wanted to do. And here's why. If you're familiar with the Bible, King Ahab is the same king who was married 
to a woman by the name of Jezebel. Jezebel, who had the prophets of God killed. He didn't like what the prophets, she didn't like what the prophets had to say. Ahab didn't like what the prophets had to say. So they simply get rid of them, kill them. We're going to silence them. But Micaiah says, listen, if you want to hear what God, or just Jehoshaphat says, if we want to hear what God has to say, then we need to hear from someone who's hearing from God. So the king of Israel, knowing that he needs this help, this support, says, fine, call on Micaiah. The king asked him, Micaiah, shall, shall we go to war or not? Micaiah answered, I saw all Israel scattered on the hills like sheep without a shepherd. The Lord has decreed disaster for you. If you fight this war, if you go to battle, if you do this thing, it is not, it is not, it is not going to end well with you. I don't know how God could be more clear, unambiguous. Uh, he says, here it is. Here's the direct decree from God. If you go, it will end badly. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. This is what's gonna happen. So what does Ahab do? Does Ahab say, wow, I need to listen to God. I need to respond to his voice. No, what Ahab does and what so many of us do is when we hear God speak to us something that we don't want to hear because we already know what we want to do and we're asking God out of a spiritual uh, show, but we're really going to do the whole thing that we want to do anyway and it doesn't matter. We're going to force God to follow our path. He gets angry. And that's what so many of us do. We get angry. God says, I don't want you to do that. I want to do it anyway. Why are you getting mad at God? He's just telling you not to do it. He's not going to stop you. If you go, it'll end in disaster. He didn't say, I'm going to stop you from going. He says, go ahead. You can go. I don't know why you'd want to. But the king of Israel does something first before he makes his decision on what he's going to do. Actually, it's in conjunction with what he's decided to do. But it's interesting. I find this fascinating. He does what so many of us do. I don't like what God had to say, so I'm going to silence the messenger. If I silence the messenger, I can silence the message. That's what we think. So this is what it says. The king of Israel then ordered, take Micaiah and send him back and say this. This is what the king says. Put this fellow in prison and give him nothing but bread and water until I return safely. Isn't that what we do? We know that something's not right in our lives. We've got a big decision to make. We're, we're starting down a path that we know God doesn't honor. And we know if I go ask my pastor, if I go ask my connect group leader, if I go uh, talk to my counselor, if I speak to my parents, I know what they're going to say. So what do we do? We distance ourselves from them. We try and silence them. We, we just kind of cut them off from that aspect of our lives. We don't even talk about it. Why? Because we don't want to hear what God has to say. And so we think if we silence what God has to say, we don't have to hear his message. And if we don't hear his message, then nothing bad will happen. If I don't hear Micaiah's message, I can return safely. In other words, Ahab says, I know God might know a few things. He might just know a little bit. He is like, after all, God. But I'm a king, I'm smart. I know a few things too. And so he says, silence this guy. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to battle, but I'm going to do it in a way that can actually outsmart God. 
See, in that time, the kings went to battle. Our presidents don't go to battle anymore. They, they sit in the White House and push buttons. But the kings went to battle. And the whole goal was to kill the other king. If you kill the king, the, the, the armies would scatter. So Ahab says, I'm going to go to battle in disguise. Jehoshaphat will ride next to me. He'll look all regal. He'll be the king. They'll want to kill Jehoshaphat. Meanwhile, I can stand there in disguise and we can win and I can, I can bypass the disaster that God has decreed. Don't we do that sometimes? We know what God spoke. We know what he's told us to do, but we say the rules don't apply to me. I can outsmart God. I know what he's gonna tell me to do or tell me to not do, tell me to stop, tell me to change the direction he's asking me to go, the things he's asking me to surrender that we talked about throughout this whole series. I know all that stuff, but I can outsmart God. And so Ahab thinks he can outsmart God, so off he goes in disguise. And this is what happens. Someone drew his bow at random and hit the king of Israel between the sections of his armor. And that evening he died, he bled to death. See, it doesn't matter how sneaky you think you are. God can send someone at random. God can send the most unexpected thing into your life because you are refusing to walk the path that God wants you to walk. And it will bring disaster. So what we need to learn to do, you and I, what we need to learn to do is hear God for ourselves. And if you're going to hear God's voice, his voice above every other voice, there's three principles, there's three truths that you need to embrace. The first is this, God is not, is not, is not, is not, is not silent. God has spoke, he is speaking, and he wants to speak. God has not gone mute. God knows how to speak. He wants to speak. You have to believe that he is not silent. You'll never hear God if you don't believe God speaks. You have to embrace the truth. God is not silent. The next truth is this. You have to embrace this, that you need to hear God for yourself. You need to hear God for yourself. Fill your life with praise and worship with his word. Fill your life with giving and sacrifice and surrender. Fill your life with all those things so that God will speak to you. Listen, there's so many voices out there and they will clamor for the attention of your mind and in your headspace. But you have to remember this. Many, 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 many people will tell you what you want to hear. God will tell you what you need to hear. God will tell you exactly what you need to hear. So you need to say, God, I believe that you speak. And I want to hear you for myself. I want to hear you in my own heart, in my own mind. I want to hear you. And then the last is this. Be open to what God says. Open to what God says. Or not. Um, <laughs> my battery's not dead. Um, listen to me. If, if you have decided you're going to do what you want to do, regardless of what God says, you're just playing a game. And it's a dangerous game because it will lead to disaster. So you have to say, God, I'm going to be open to what you, whatever you speak. And whatever you speak, whatever you ask, I'm willing to do. You're always better to do whatever God asks than take your own path. 
This is, what it, uh, this is another truth. It's hard to hear God's voice when you've already decided what he's allowed to say. And don't so many of us do that? We, we pre-decide. This is what God is allowed to say. This is what he's gonna say. This is what I want him to say. And if he doesn't say this, then nanny, nanny, boo-boo. And we, we refuse to listen. But if you've already decided what God's allowed to say, you're playing a game. And it's a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous game. So you need to embrace this, these truths. God is not silent. He wants to speak. You need to embrace the truth that you want to hear God for yourself. And you need to embrace the truth that says, I will do whatever God asks. I'm open to whatever God wants to say, even if it's not what I want to hear. Because a lot of times, you won't hear what you want to hear. Because as we've talked about throughout this series, leveling up is living purposefully by denying yourself. And so if it's all about hearing God to you know, meet all your fancy and, and make your dreams come true, and he's Tinkerbell, and this is Disney World, that's, that's not the Christian life. Christian life is about denying yourself, dying to self, taking up your cross, being crucified with Christ so that you can live a rich, abundant, overflowing life. So that leaves a question. God is not silent. I want to hear God for myself and I'm willing to hear whatever he has to say. But how do I know I'm hearing God? How do I know God's speaking? Is it even God? How do, how do I know that? So here's three things real quick that you can do that you must do if you want to hear God. The first is this, talk with God. Talk with God. It's also known as prayer. But the reason I chose this is because I want it to be very intentional. I didn't say talk to God, and that's how most of us view prayer. We tell God what we want, what we need, what we hope for, our dreams, our desires. We tell him everything. We talk to him, and then we expect him to simply listen and meet all those requests. And if he doesn't, we assume that either A, he didn't hear, B, he doesn't care, or C, he's not able. Because we're not talking with God, we're talking to God. But we need to talk with God. We need to take prayer out of a one-way communication flow and make it a two-way communication flow. It means stopping and listening and hearing God's heart and listening for his voice, hearing what he has to say, listening for his thoughts, understanding his heart. And so often it comes quietly. When we quiet ourselves, when we stop talking, and we start listening. In 1 Kings 19, the prophet's there, and he's, and he's concerned, and he's distraught. And God sends an earthquake. He sends wind. He sends fire. And it tells us over and over, God wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the fire. But then a gentle whisper, a still, small voice came. And the prophet covered his head because of the awesomeness of God's voice. God speaks quietly. Sometimes it will sound like your own voice. It can be an audible voice. Sometimes it's just an impression or a thought that you have. But what happens is you get in and you begin to hear God for yourself. And he brings clarity. He brings wisdom. He brings insight. He brings understanding. He explains some things to you. He wants to show some things to you. Sometimes he says, okay, let me tell you why I didn't do what you asked and the answer may be simply, because I want you to trust me. But when you hear that, it's an anchor. But when you don't hear that, you become angry. 
So you need that two-way communication. God, I want to speak to you, and I want to listen to you. I know for myself when I do that, when I take the time and have those conversations with God, and that's what it is. It's a conversation. Fuzzy issues become clear. Areas of turmoil, I find peace. God brings wisdom and direction, his leading, his guiding, because I hear God's thoughts on the issue. I hear his thoughts because we have access. It's amazing. We have access to the mind of Christ. And we so often miss it because we won't settle ourselves. And listen, this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 2.10. It says, these are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. His spirit, the Holy Spirit, searches all things, even the deep things of God. The deep things of God are revealed to us. God wants to show you those things. How incredible is that? The God of all creation, the, the, the God of the heavens, the almighty, all-powerful God says, there are deep secret things I want to reveal to you. If you'll do this and do this, start listening, and I will show you some things. So talk with God. The next thing is this. Read God's word. We did a whole message on this. I'm not going to... Uh, Go over all of it, but read God's word. Get into the Bible. Listen to me. Yes, God wants to speak directly to you. Now, the reason read God's word is so important is because nothing, 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 nothing that he speaks to you will contradict his word. If it contradicts his word, you've missed God. You've missed God. Big ways or small ways. I remember one time I was at a church. This was years ago. It's not here. It's a different church. And someone came to me and said, Pastor, I've been praying, and, uh, and God told me I need to stop giving. I said, wow, okay, why is that? They said, because when I give, I notice, I put it in the basket as it comes by, and it makes me feel good, people seeing me put something in the basket. And God wants to deal with that pride, so he said to stop giving. And then when people see me not giving, they'll think, oh, the guy doesn't have any resources. And I said, I think you're hearing God. I think you're misapplying God. God may very well be telling you, don't put that money in the basket in a way that is self-aggrandizing. But that doesn't mean stop giving. There's a lot of ways you can give that nobody will know. There's a thing called an envelope. There's a thing called the post office. You can write that check, put it in an envelope and drop it in the mail. There are ways that you can give. You can find ways to give. I'm not saying God doesn't want to deal with your pride. I'm saying God wouldn't contradict his word that tells us to tithe and give generously so just to deal with your pride. Why would God contradict what he's already told us? See, the Bible is God's written, revealed word. And nothing he tells us to do is going to contradict it. So God puts it on your heart. You know something going on in someone's life, and I just need to share this for prayer. No, that's called gossip. God's not going to tell you to share it for prayer and then allow you to enter into the sin of gossip. So you're going to have to figure out, how do I hold this in confidence and yet bring it out to the Lord in prayer? Oh, it's called interceding by yourself. You know, you have access to the throne of God. So pray for that person. You don't have to share it with anyone. 
If you really need to, you come talk to a person in a, in a very secure leadership position. But for the most part, just hold it to you. They ask you not to share it, then don't share it. But I have to. No, you don't. For the love of Jesus, you don't. And the third thing is this. Seek godly counsel. God's spoken to you. You've checked his word. And it's there. It's clear. What he's spoken to you doesn't contradict his word. Now, seek, seek, seek wise counsel that you're not assuming, presuming, misusing, uh, or somehow misapplying what God spoke. He has placed people in your life who have wisdom and insight. Listen, not every person who speaks into your life is going to speak godly counsel. So seek out the people who have walked with God, who have experience with God, who embrace the word of God, who do their best to live out the word of God. And when you ask them, they will give you their best, godly, prayed up, insightful, Holy Spirit, uh, given wisdom, counsel that they can give you. But seek counsel. You want to hear God? Talk with God. Talk with God. Read the Bible and seek counsel. Seek counsel. So ask yourself those things. Am I, am I having those two-way conversations with God or is my prayer life pretty much just one, one direction? Me telling God. Are you, are you immersed in God's word? And are you seeking godly counsel? And then ask yourself the most challenging question of all. After I've done all that stuff and I've heard from God, what am I doing with it? Am I ignoring it? Or am I responding to it? Because if you refuse to respond to what God asks you to do, you will hear him less and less and less. But if you will respond and do what God asks you to do, you will hear him more and more and more, more clearly, more directly, more regularly. Here's what it says in Hebrews, lest you think I'm making this up. You have become dull of hearing because you have not trained yourself because you have ignored God's word. You have become dull of hearing, but the mature, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good from evil. The more you hear from God, the more your senses, your sense of hearing will be trained to understand and discern what God is speaking to you. Do this, don't do that, go here, don't go there. See, we can get dull of hearing, not because we get old, we can get dull of hearing because we refuse to listen. But we can also increase our sensitivity to the voice of God by consistently and regularly responding to his voice. So here's what I want you to know. If you want to level up, live a life that actively listens and earnestly responds to God. Live a life that actively listens and earnestly responds to God. If you do that, you will find that you advance his kingdom more, that you hear him more, and that you continually level up in your life. And he will take you to places that you never thought you would, you would go. I don't just mean physically, I mean spiritually, relationally, in your career, in your finances. I know people that God has given great wealth to, but they have given away fortunes. You say, I'd love to have a fortune. What have you given? Nothing. I'd love, I'd love for God to send me on a missions trip. Okay, who have you led to the Lord? No one. Start with your neighbor. I know you want to reach thousands. Start with one. Invite that person to the series. Who needs God? Take that first step and God may send you around the world. Wonderful. 
but hear his voice and respond. And it will be amazing to you the levels that God will take you to. So I'm gonna ask if you'd stand to your feet. I don't know where you are right now. Maybe you're hearing this message and you say, I've heard God. I've heard him loud, I've heard him clear, and I have shut his voice out. I have silenced his voice because I don't like what he's told me. And it's been a long time since I've heard God. All you need to do is say, God, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I don't wanna do it my way anymore. He'll forgive you, he loves you. He has things he wants to speak to you. He has deep things he wants to reveal to you, but you have to humble yourself and say, God, forgive me. Maybe right now you say, it's not that I don't wanna hear God, I need to hear God. There's some major big issue in my life, I need to hear God. Well, in just a moment, we're gonna open up the altars and I encourage you, come down, let someone pray with you, pray for you and open your heart more than you ever have before and say, God, speak, God, speak, God, speak, God, speak. But for some of you, it starts right here, right now, because you know God has been speaking to you almost since this service started, that this is the moment that God wants you to surrender your life to Christ. And he hasn't brought you here by mistake. He brought you here. You came here not because of the will of man, but because the will of the Holy Spirit. And he says, I want you at this moment to lay down your life if you'll respond to my voice. No one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit calls him. He is calling you if you'll respond to his voice. If you'll say, God, forgive me for my sin. Forgive me for living life on my own terms. I don't wanna live for myself anymore. I wanna live for you. I will lay down my life and live a life fully devoted to Christ. If that's you this morning, joining us online, there's gonna be a button in the chat that says, I wanna surrender my life. But if you're here this morning and you say, I want to be saved. I wanna be born again. I wanna lay down my life. I wanna surrender. I want to embrace new life in Christ. I wanna become a Christian a follower of Jesus. If that's you right where you are, and I'm not gonna ask people to close their eyes and bow their heads, and you know why? Because if you're gonna live this out, you're gonna have to live in front of the eyes of people that are watching you. This isn't a secret. You're either a Christian or you're not. And believe me, everyone can tell. So if you say, I, I need to give my life to Christ, just raise your hand right where you are. If you're online, you can hide behind the anonymity of a screen, but we're gonna trace you down, chase you down and find you anyway. Just raise your hand. I want to give my life to Christ. All right. And I'm believing everyone here is born again, saved. And oh, there's one hand. Praise God. There's, there's some hands. Praise God. Praise God. All right. Now, if everyone would close their eyes, I want to lead us in a prayer. If everyone would pray this prayer after me, whether you raised your hand or not, Heavenly Father, please forgive me. I lay down my life and receive new life in Christ. Forgive me for all my sins and allow me to live for you. Fill me now with your Holy Spirit that I could share your love with others and I could follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. If you prayed that prayer, welcome to God's family. And when we're, we're done here, Please come forward, let someone talk with you and help you take those next steps in your journey with the Lord. But now, as we sing this song, if you would say, I have shut out God's voice, I've shut it out, and I need to hear. Now is that moment. This song is played, there's gonna be prayer teams up here. Let them pray with you. You can leave here and still not hear God's voice. 
You can leave here and still silence it. You could leave here knowing what God asked you to do and think you're smarter than God and the rules don't apply to you and you can do it your own way, but I'm telling you, it will lead to disaster. Or you could say, God, I want your word on the subject. Maybe you haven't silenced his voice, but you need to hear his voice because you've got an issue going on. So what I'm gonna invite you to do as this song is played, let someone pray with you for clarity, for wisdom, for insight. You never know. You've been looking for a word from God and he may have already given that word to one of these prayer teams up here. And what you've been waiting for, God is gonna speak. Or you could stand there and say, why doesn't God talk? Because while God's spirit is now inside all of us and he does speak directly to us, God still speaks through other people. His spirit inside of them, speaking the, the spirit inside of you. So as this song is played, I invite you, come let someone pray with you, pray for you.